welcome to Stash Talk. I'm Kirby Connell, otherwise known as Volley Fingers, and I want to welcome welcome you back to this week's episode where we have the one and only Seth Halverson on here with us. Seth, it's good to have you on here. Yeah, yeah, it's good to be on here. Thanks, Kirby. No problem. So um, we're just going to ask you some questions, uh, maybe get to know you a little bit more. Um, so for our first first question, we always like to ask, just tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got uh, two parents are together. Um, and then my oldest sister is doing some missions work in Africa. And then my older brother just got or is married, just moved to Florida where my parents are. Uh, actually, he's going to have a kid. I don't know if that's public news, but I guess it is now. Um, <laughs> so he's, he's going to have a kid here soon. Well, she's she's recently pregnant, so that'll be the, the first uh, first kid in, in our immediate family, which is fun. And then I have my youngest sister, Ainsley, and she's uh, doing some – she's on a worship team that she just goes around uh, – the country and and she you know does some worship with them so that's fun but yeah we've moved around quite a bit um my dad's been in ministry so we've uh moved around the country quite a bit and now we're settled in florida here and it sounds like we're gonna stay there for a while so yeah all right well do you have a girlfriend no no, I'm I'm a single man. All right, ladies, you hear that? Do you want a girlfriend? If you know the the right girl comes across, I don't have a problem with it for sure. All right. Well, um, so tell us a little about. Um, you said you're from Florida. Like your family just recently moved to Florida. Um, tell us where like you went to high school at, and what high school you went to, and maybe any other sports that you may have played, and anything, uh, any awards you may have received along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I've played basketball, football, and baseball at Heritage Christian Academy in Minnesota. It's uh, in Maple Grove. It's just West Twin Cities. Um, I played basketball through my senior year, and I played football through my sophomore year. And then obviously I played baseball through my senior year. Um, Team-wise, we went to state for basketball uh for the first time ever my senior year we got destroyed right in state you know first two games but we made it there that's all that matters and then right right well i don't know if that's true but we we did make it there <laughs> but then in baseball that was the first time that we also made it to state too and we actually won it which is really fun um but yeah first time going to state as a school and then we actually won the whole thing which is fun. We won it like eight to zero uh, in the Twin Stadium, which was a fun deal. Right after the Twins had actually just drafted me, my senior year of high school. Okay. And so that I thought that was just a cool, cool little thing. And then I that year, you know, for awards or whatever, I did win the Mister Baseball for Minnesota. So just the year after, uh, and then Gilbert, Drew Gilbert, won it the year after I did. Okay, that's pretty cool. So, do you do you have? Yeah. What were you saying? Go ahead. I was just saying, and then Florida. Yeah, we just moved there. You know, two two years ago, I think, and just lived in some apartments there. Gotcha. 
So, do you happen to remember your first baseball memory? Um, you know, I, I can remember the ones that my parents would talk about. <laughs> you know, that would be, like, real young and just sitting in the backyard. Okay. That works. Do you ever- um, uh, But for myself, man, I don't know. I, I forget how old I was, but I was I was young, you know, probably – nine or just above that maybe and i was playing second base and i got you know it was a ground ball and it had a bad hop and hit me in my eye and you know i played i played infield for a long time after that but i think it scarred me for a long time i was pretty scared i was pretty scared of a ball so what i'm hearing is if coach botella wants to put you at second base coach v wants to put you at second you're not I'll go. I'll face my fears, but I, I'll be honest. I'm. It, it did scar me for a little bit. And we have turf field, so I don't think it's going to take too bad of a pop on a uh, turf field. Being from Minnesota, um, what were some like? What were some of the teams that you played with um, in summer ball? If you if you remember that far. Yeah, I played on uh, the Minnesota Blizzard. And I started that my sophomore year. And that's actually how I knew Drew Gilbert, um, you know, before going into Tennessee, because he also played on Blizzard. He was a year younger than me. Um, But, yeah, we, you know, played on Minnesota Blizzard. I remember our first tournament was in South Carolina, your neck of the (laughs) woods. And um, I is uh, Clemson over there? Is Clemson? Yeah, in Clemson's in South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, because we went to a like a little showcase deal in, in Clemson too, which was I remember that. Um, and then yeah, we we went to Jupiter twice, so that was that was always fun. Did you? Ever yeah, go I went there? to Jupiter um, one year, and I wasn't even there for twelve hours. I went there and drove down on like a Thursday night, and. Slept in a hotel, woke up and played at 8 o'clock in the morning, and then drove back home after the game. Yeah, so you're one of those studs that they called in. Well, pitch, pitch yeah, a little just bit. A little, and, and just a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, the, you're on the, one of those teams that just wins it all because it brings in guys like you all the time. <laughs> but, yeah. That was uh, – the Jupiter is always fun. So it went there twice. That was fun. Um, where else did we go? We played in some, like a fall league in Minnesota where we played at the University of Minnesota. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's fun seeing all those guys. You know, it's every baseball guy that played club baseball, but just seeing all the guys in, and, you know, that I played with in high school that are either in pro ball now or still playing college. I'm pretty old. So, but. There's uh, it, it's just fun seeing all those guys that played Blizzard, that are, that are in college. So, uh, you have a different recruiting story, um, than everybody else. Um, you, you went to Missouri, um, and then came to UT. Tell us a little about your recruiting story from U- Missouri, like to Missouri, and then from Missouri to UT. Yeah, so out of high school, you know, I was kind of just a a guy that played, you know, football, basketball, baseball. No, I played, uh, you know, football, basketball, baseball. And I wasn't 
you know, I always had the dream of playing professional sports, not necessarily baseball or whatever, but just anything. And then my sophomore year, I got randomly invited to the Futures games, which are in Indiana. And I was like, Dad, like, what is this? Like, whatever. And then we ended up going, and I, I played well there. Um, but, you know, I hit, like, 91 on the mound for the first time ever, and I was like, holy cow, like, this is crazy. I don't know, I could throw that hard and whatever. You know, I was still hitting then, too. And and so then that's where my college recruiting started, started up and then ended up the next fall, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was my – I forget if it was my sophomore fall or junior fall that I committed to Missouri. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I had had some some schools that – you know, multiple schools that wanted me to come play. You know, I was pretty adamant about hitting in college at the time too. And most schools, you know, it would be like their pitching coach calling me, you know, talking to me like, hey, man, like we want you over here. And I'd be like, hey, you know, I want to – like, I want to hit in college, too. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you can hit in college or hit in here. Like, you know, why is your pitching coach calling me then? Yeah. But, you know, so – but Missouri from the start was like, hey, like, we, we like your bat, we like your arm. And so I was like, all right, sweet. Uh, let's do it. And then, obviously, the SEC um, is, a, you know, best, best conference. You know, you can debate it, but I think SEC is the best baseball conference. So I wanted to go there. Um. And then I went there for three years. Uh, you know, redshirted my freshman year, a medical redshirt. And then sophomore year, I was still coming back uh, on on the mound, but I played center field a little bit. Um, but uh, obviously that was COVID, so I only played about you know 17, 19 games, whatever that was. And then pitched. I. I Hit the first weekend my junior year, but then stopped after that, and then just pitched throughout my whole junior year. You know, I could catch a ball in, in the outfield a little bit, but hitting the curveball is tough. Like, mad respect to those those guys. Uh, yeah, and then uh, I decided that if I wasn't because the Phillies drafted me um, that my junior year, and then I decided that if I wasn't going to start my professional career I wanted to go to a school um you know I, I just want a new new or, I mean coach Anderson's great a pitching coach so um I, that was a big plus but then I also wanted to go to a school that could compete for a national title and you know no disrespect to Missouri but Tennessee you know has got a really good program and so I it was, it was that was a big deciding factor just to be with the uh, you know good school and great coaches. So, from when you wanted to leave Missouri, um, was UT your first choice, or did you have any other options? Uh, I had there was multiple options. I went and uh, uh, you know visited. I was actually living in North Carolina at the time. This is right before we moved to Florida, and UNC recruited me a little bit out of high school, and then they recruited me out of college too. And so I went and visited there, and you know that's a great program. That was at the top of my list too. And then you know Alabama, it's funny that's where Zane came from too. 
um, were at the top of my list too. But then when the coaches at, uh, at here that we have, you know, when Coach Vitello called me, I was, you know, I was, I was pretty stuck with, 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 uh, with them. I, and I don't know if they ever were going to leave and go to, you know, whatever school, because that was right. That's right. When I was getting recruited was, uh, your Omaha year. And, and then they were, you know, there was some talk about maybe them leaving. And I was like, Hey, I know you can't tell me like if you're leaving or not, but if you do, like, I want to commit to the coaching staff, not necessarily the school. So that, that was a big, big reason was the coaching staff. And, you know, they, they've done great. Love them. So you you talk about the coaching staff. Um, what's it what's it like to play for Coach Vitello, Coach Anderson? And I know you don't really get to you know we don't really get to talk to Coach E a lot um, because we're we're pitchers. But what's it like to to play for those three guys? Yeah, yeah. The the biggest thing that I noticed was just how you know how bad they want to win and like the competitive competitive atmosphere that they bring themselves and then it just rubs off on all of us i think um and then as far as so that's that's number one is just competing and wanting to win um yeah, i mean that's why you play sports to, to win ball games and uh then as far as like coach a's pitching you know his, his philosophy or whatever you want to call it it seems like it's just simple and that's just what he preaches it's simple and compete in the zone and yeah throw strikes compete <laughs> yes yeah throw strikes compete in the zone and so just the how simple he's kept it, it has made me you know have the game slow down and then obviously i got a, a lot more to learn from you know coach a and, and other people but he, he's helped me a lot when you got here um were you were you ready for q when you got here, was it was Missouri kind of like it was here, or can the complete opposite? It, it it's different. It's a different uh, what atmosphere. I, I think is what you would call it. Um, you know, it's it's more of a family here, and he's a, he's like a strict dad. <laughs> you know, for a bad bad metaphor there, whatever you want to call it. But he he the right when I got in, he. he uh, like right when my got in the fall, he was like, "Man, like, I don't think you weighed that much when you're at Missouri," and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna take that to heart." <laughs> and uh, so that it, he just, you know, he's just he finds a way to motivate you, and you know, he obviously wants the best for us and and me. Um, so I mean, that, I I love him, and, and you know, built built a great relationship, but it's tough and it's different, and he he makes you work and makes you work in the weight room, so it's it, I've enjoyed, uh, you know, working working with Q. Yeah, I think I think what Q does the best um, is the fact that he's able to change people's life just by saying a few. And it's not even like anything like to hurt them. It's not like it's anything like he's like basically like dogging them. It's just that he is he's stating out a fact and it's his thing is he's going to motivate you the whole way he's always going to have your back but he's still going to yell at you so i think that's that's something that q is he's done very well um i know that almost every single person besides the joyce twins um that have been on here 
have said that they were not ready for Q. Um, and it's, it's different when you get here. It really is. And people just don't understand that. That's the first guy you see when you get on campus. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it, like, you know, with, with this workout plan, I don't know if I, or I, my body wasn't ready because my body's changed quite a bit since I've been there. So I think I'm, I'm in all the other crowds. It's tough to be a part of the Joyce crowd. That's a, that's a, that's a special group right there. Uh, what, what's your major, um, and may say, say baseball doesn't work out. Um, what do you want to do or where do you see yourself in the next five, 10 years? Are you going to use your degree or, uh, you just gotta, you know, completely change things and say school wasn't worth it. Yeah. Um, I'm in hospitality and tourism management. Uh, I was in sport management at Missouri. But then when I came here, I guess the classes that were sport management at Missouri, more of them transferred over to the hospitality program here. So in order to graduate, um, you know, quicker, then I was in hospitality. It's actually a fun, fun uh, major, you know, about hotels and restaurants and how to manage them, how to manage money with them. Um, so that's cool. But as far as like using my major, knowing or knowing what I want to do besides baseball, my grandma, you know, has given me a hard time sometimes in the past because she always she's asked me that question too, and I was like, "Hey, grandma, I'm a I got all my I'm on plan A, and if plan A doesn't work, then we'll worry about plan B." <laughs> and she she. She heckles me about it a little bit, but she's, uh, you know, she supported me through it, so that's good. But, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I can't imagine, you know, stepping away from baseball completely ever, you know, as as far as, like, either coaching or playing or scouting, whatever. I, I think I think I'll want to be a part of the game um, for a long time, if, if, you know, as as long as I can, but I don't, I don't know. what. Yeah, I've what got a friend that does. Do so she has the same degree you have and played college softball. And now she is the director of tourism sports management for Spartanburg, South Carolina. When you look at um, the team we have right now, um, what, what are your expectations um, going forward from where we're at? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we can, we can build off of what we've, we've done already. We, we you know, we played what 14 games mm-hmm. or something. And, uh, so we've had, you know, a good little taste and so getting, getting used to this, the new team from last year. And I think we're getting there. And obviously we have a bunch of talent, um, you know, on the mound, at the plate, in the field. Uh, and it, and I think that's just coming together and, and I think we'll mold mold is going forward in the season um, more and more. And so, I mean, I have, I've, you know, high expectations for this team. I have high expectations for, for what this team can do um, as a whole. And uh, I think, you know, I think we're going to make a run. So um, last year, I just want this you don't have to answer this question if you don't want to um but you were coming back from injury um last year um can 
talk to us a little bit about you know what you what you were seeing from your point of view um like from that point of view to comparing it from last year to this year to where you're you're in it almost every single game um just talk to us a little about that yeah you know i i tried to uh you know it was tough right before the season obviously uh I, I had an arm injury in the bullpen, you know, throwing a three preseason bullpen and, and broke my arm on a fastball, which was just, you know, not, I haven't heard too many other people doing that. So it was unfortunate and it was, it was tough, but, uh, you know, with that, with that happening, um, I really took, took that role, you know, that I had in the team last year to heart. And, and, you know, being that cheerleader for everybody. Uh, and, and then I did get to see it from that perspective of not playing, knowing that I'm not going to go in the game. And, I don't, you know, it's, I don't care who you are, it, it's different. Knowing that you're not going to go in the game or, you know, now, like you said, uh, you know, I, I have the, the chance to go in, to go in the game. But last year, um, you know, I just seen a bunch of people that were fired up every single game wanting to compete, wanting to win, that had each other's backs, uh, you know, that, you know, like you're not everybody's best friend, uh, that, you know, that's just unrealistic, uh, but we love each other. And, and that's, that's what, what I saw last year is that we just fight for each other and, you know, and, and I, we wanted to win and obviously we won a lot, um, you know, yeah, so that that's the biggest thing. Seeing it from last year is just being, you know, seeing it from that big big perspective. It was fun, fun to cheer everybody on. Obviously, it's nice to play, but but looking at from from there and and just putting a hundred percent of my effort into, you know, picking guys up or or encouraging them it was fun. And then this year. Uh, you know, I have more, more time spent, you know, thinking about like, you know, uh, what I can provide for the team a little bit more as far as like on the field. So that takes away from some of that, a little bit of that cheerleading that I did last year. Obviously, you know, I'm not in the game, still want the best for every single, every single one of our guys and want to win every game. And so, but I still think that we have that from last year carrying it over this year. I just don't see it as well because I'm not, not from that, you know, perspective of not playing. But I still see a bunch of guys that want to compete and want to win and, we'll, you know, we'll fight for each other and, and, and we love each other. And so I, I'm, I'm pumped up um, because I still think that we have that, that fire inside of us on, on this team. So we know you, um, you don't make the lineup. Um, every single day, uh, your name's not Coach Vitello. Um, but um, what if it was a if you did make the lineup, where would you see yourself? Would you see yourself as a starter or, or the position that you have right now? Oh, that's a tough question. You might give me some no, trouble no, see, here. See, it's it's just say oh. it's okay. Here, I'll make it. Say it's a perfect world. Oh, I'll perfect I'll world. You choose. You decide what you want to do. Yeah, if it's a perfect world, man, uh, I'll start. Uh, I think you know, coming back from uh, 
from this injury, I've had to work my pitch count and get that pitch count high, uh, high enough again. But, you know, I think I have the ability to start. Um, you know, I have a four pitch mix and, uh, I, I started, started, uh, Friday night at Missouri and started a little bit on Saturday there too. And so as far as uh, like ability and want, I, I think I can start. Uh, but also the, the role that I'm in now, it, it, it's awesome to, uh, to know that I could come in and at any point in any game, really, you know, you know, maybe not like a Friday, Saturday, if I throw whatever 40 plus pitches on Friday, I don't, I'm not going to come in on Saturday, but just, just the role that I have now getting more appearances is, is fun. And just, you know, just, just pitching in general. I, I will not, I, I won't take it for granted anymore if I ever did just because of how long I've had to sit out in college. So how we talked talk through the difference between being a starter and a bullpen guy, because I think both of you typically fifth inning go to the bullpen, and from there on you don't know it's up, down, up, down, up, down. So talk through the difference from you've been a, an SEC starter to now bullpen. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, the biggest thing is the routine and just like the preparation in order because I mean when you're a starter yeah, you're coming in on Friday you have you know start your routine an hour and 15 minutes before game time you know you get out there and you start playing catch 30 minutes before you know you get on the mound 15 minutes before the game and then you're in the game and then you go as as, as long as as long as you're you're pitching that day and then but for the bullpen you know I don't well if I'm hot I don't throw before the game uh, you know, some people do, some people don't. Um, I just, you know, for me, like it, it doesn't make, this is just my logic. I mean, obviously other people's is different, but it's like, why would I get hot before the game, throw, go sit in the boat or go sit in the dugout, get completely, oh, I'll do my like uh, bands and weighted balls and stuff before the game, but I won't throw baseball because then it's like, why I get completely hot? And then get completely cold, and then get completely hot again. And I just—that's just my logic. And, you know, obviously, other it, it's worked really well for Kirby throughout his college career to throw before the game. So it's a lot different for other people, but that's what it is for me. But yeah, that's the biggest thing is it's just the routine of, and like mental preparation. Like, man, like you don't know when you're going to go in, you know, because it, it depends on how the game goes, you know, like what the score is. Um, on what your role is and if you're going to go in the game, when you're going to go in the game. So just like being able to keep that focus um, of, yeah, I might go in this game and I might not. Um, but being able to have that like, all right, once it's game time, like, here we go. Like, now was go time. That's been the biggest change. So I'm going to put you both on the spot. Bases loaded, bottom of the night. One run ball game. Who's going in? Give me the ball. Lefty or righty? Oh, that's the thing. So talk through that. Talk through that, Kirby, because most people won't understand that. I mean, because it's. I'll give. I'll say this first. There are not doubting, not Kirby, but I know I'll take the ball. (laughs) So there are people on our team. um, So like. 
There's a lefty on our team. I'm not going to say any names. There's a lefty on our team who would much rather face a righty than a lefty. And then there's righties on our team that would much rather face a lefty than a righty. So, I mean, honestly, if it came down to it, we neither one of us would make the decision. We both honestly would be hot, yeah. and then Coach Vitello would come out and say, okay, one of them's got to go. Um, but uh, I think it honestly depends if it was a lefty or a righty um, in that scenario. And you also got to think about where they're at in the lineup, who's up, stuff like that, um, from a coaching point of view. Um, but I want the ball. I'm just saying, and he wants the ball. So, I mean, it's, it, it honestly, when it came, if it ever comes down to that point, neither one of us will have the decision to make. Um, and if it came, (laughs) yeah, but no talk, like talking about in that scenario right there. Um, I'll just say if it's a lefty, um, more than likely going to go lefty. He's going to, he's coach Vitello is a big matchups guy. Um, he likes lefty, lefty matchups, righty, righty matchups and stuff like that. So honestly, it would depend on what the batter is. Um, and then there's some, there are some hitters that hit better against lefties than they do against righties. So you got to look at all that. That's where all the scouting reports, that's where all the coaches, that's where they make their money is scouting reports and making big decisions like that. Yeah, because most people don't like friends and that kind of stuff. Don't understand why you go in sometimes. Kirby face one batter, two batters, maybe even strike both of them out, and then get pulled. And they just don't understand, you know, the matchups. And I and I think if you're just watching pro ball, you don't see those matchups anymore. But college, the luxury you still have that ability to do matchups. Oh yeah, I think in Pro Bowl you have to face three batters now. Yeah, they did. They made that rule, but like the thing is now, it's like there are a lot of people um, that you know they'll come up to me after games or they'll text me or whatever and be like, "Man, I wish you would have stayed in longer and stuff like that." And I'm like, "You got to look at the matchups." Like my, we faced. I think we faced more switch hitters this year than we have in my four years combined. And that's talking about us playing Zane Denton five times in the last three years. Um, but no, like, like say, so say I'll just use Zane as an example. Zane went, Zane hit like four home runs against us last year at our place. And he, they were all from the right side or all from the left side. So he's facing righties the whole time. And, my thing was every single time we played Bama, I was always coming in to face Zane because he that would make him have to hit on the right side. And that's what people don't don't think about is when you see switch hitters, they're more than likely in college baseball, they're more than likely going to face a right-handed pitcher. So they're going to be hitting left, left-handed. So the left hand is going to be better than the right hand. So you just got to think it's honestly, it's all matchups. Um, if you look at it. So Halvey, um, Let's just we're gonna we're gonna kind of roll through some of these questions um, a little quick. Um, this one might have to make you think a little bit. So these next few questions we're just gonna roll through. Um, what what is your greatest non baseball moment so far at Tennessee? You've been here for this is going on your second year. What is your what what is your greatest non baseball moment? Yeah, um, like non. Well, I could go non-Tennessee baseball. 
because because when I uh, after I got hurt last year, I went and I uh, worked with some um, kids at uh, Emerald Youth and and Holston. Uh, that's that's in the school, and you know I met uh, Roxy Lyons. He's he's the baseball coach there and just kind of program guy. And, you know, I had to do it for, uh, for, you know, like community hours, but I ended up building a really good relationship with those guys, you know, with Roxy and I actually just had lunch with them yesterday. Um, and you know, those kids, you know, they're like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Um, I brought them over to UT, like the cages and, and taking some BP and stuff. And so just being able to hang out with those guys uh, off the field is, you know, it's, it's like been a little bit of a home away from home. So building those relationships has been really fun. That's awesome. I think that's, that's what some people don't understand um, is, you know, being, being a baseball player and just being able to build relationships with, you know, your teammates, um, younger kids, um, like you were saying, and just people outside of baseball. Um, that's where you build all your relationships. And it could be through community service. It could be through, you know, NIL now. Just even being able to build the relationships that um, so you, you think you would never do before now or you don't ever think you would do in the future. You know, just being able to have those relationships and everything. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's given me some good opportunities to – to build those relationships that I, you know, hope will uh, last for, for a long time, forever. So baseball players um, are weird, and I'm going to throw him under the bus. Xander is really weird, um, <laughs> but uh, do you – Hey, that not ruin me on the road last year, man. <laughs> but – Sometimes. Do you have any superstitions – um, that you may do before the game or uh, during the game when you're on the mound or anything like that? Or would, uh, or would you say they're, you know, would you of, say they're routines? Think about that. Yeah. I don't have any superstitions, you know, like I think, I think just keeping Xander on topic. I think he, you know, has that gum in his mouth, I think, every time he pitches. Right? Oh, it's – and that's the thing, though, is I don't think – like, I, I don't think a lot of his – I don't think a lot of his are superstitions. I think a lot – I'm being – I just, think it's I think it's a superstition that turned into a routine. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But anything like that, I don't think – I don't think I do. Um, you know, on game days, uh, before I go down to the bullpen, like before the game – if you look at my bag, you know, I'll have my bands kind of wrapped around my bag and then, you know, everything that I need, you know, inside the, inside the, the bands there. But, it, you know, it's been different. I did have uh, a little bit more set routine when I was a starter. Um, but being out of the bullpen, like, like that's, that's pretty much, you know, well, as far as like routines, like I do exactly the same uh, bands, club weighted balls and then towel drills uh, before the game. But as far as, like, I got to take a right step onto the field, like, at this time um, or anything like that, 
I don't think I don't think I have it. Um, you talking about when I squat and then put my hands over my head? Well, I always put my hands over my head to start off with, and then now just to squat is is something to slow me down. Um, like because I got twenty seconds to throw it. Um, half the time I'm letting go of the ball at like 13 seconds. So, um, you know, just doing that just slows my, slows it down. And also like being able, we're taught to, you know, make sure you breathe when you're out there. So honestly, for me, like when I do my squat with my hands over my head, that's when I'm taking my breath, my breaths. And that's when everything, that's when I'm able to control my heart and their heart rate and everything so i wouldn't say it we're gonna speed things up like i said um we're gonna call this kind of speed round um we just like just want and ask you a question you answer right off the top of your head all right what's your favorite food steak favorite color uh sky blue favorite candy Reese's. Your favorite non-baseball player athlete? Michael Jordan. Your favorite song? 10K by KB. Who would you say the funniest teammate is? Hunter Ensley. <laughs> uh, this, this, I'm just going to say this one because you're from Minnesota. Well, you're not really now, but uh, soda or pop? Soda. There you go. There you go. Cake, cake or pie? Pie. Well, if we're going ice cream cake, I'm going to take an ice cream cake. But if we're just going, you know, regular chocolate chip, you know, chocolate cake or vanilla cake or, or pie, I'll go pie. Right. Who would you say the best hitting pitcher is? Um... Tom Wilcox. All right. That's the first one we've heard. Uh, who who has the strongest arm from a fielder? Uh, probably KT, I think. Okay. So, um, Sky Blue. Tell us a little about that. What? Just – Yeah. Not, re- not regular blue, just Sky Blue? Yeah. I mean, you go outside and you see, you know, not a cloud in the sky. You know it's going to be a good day. Ah. And uh, so that, that's just the biggest thing, you know. If there's blue sky, then it's it's a good day automatically. That works. That works. So, yeah. Uh, what what is your walk up song? The it's 10K by KB. Same, okay. Same song. Okay. So that is his favorite song is his walk up song, which honestly that should be correct. Um, well, can you sing it for us? No, no, I can't. Why will nobody sing it? Sorry. <laughs> All right. Oh well, I mean, I could the first part I could sing, you know, like the first twenty twenty five seconds. Not that I'm going to, but I could. <laughs> and then, the, you know, the rest of that after it, you know, it's it's a rap part. So I don't I don't even know if I could if I wanted to. All right. So. What would you say your favorite movie is? 
and why? Favorite baseball movie, not not regular movie, baseball movie. Sorry. Oh, baseball movie. I was gonna go. What about Bob? With uh, Bill Murray because that's what my dog is named after. Um, His name is what about Bob? Is Wiley uh, from Bob White? His name is Bob okay. Wiley. Yeah. Um, but baseball movie, man. I don't know if I've seen that many, but you know it's kind of a generic generic answer here. But Moneyball hey. is a hard hard baseball movie not to like. I agree. I agree. Not, I do like that. Dad's gonna say he likes that movie too, but Dad also likes every single baseball movie that was made. So yeah, <laughs> there's not too you know. There, I, I can I can see some other sports having some not as good movies, but if you make a movie about baseball, it's I'd say generally pretty good. I just thought about this. Um, I don't know why this came into my head. But since you're from Minnesota, well, since you grew up in Minnesota, we'll say that because you're not from Minnesota. Since you grew up in Plymouth, Minnesota, did you ever play hockey? Never competitively. I played, I had, you know, I had a stick and I had some skates. And we would go and play some pond hockey um with with our you know my buddies that was fun and then one of my good buddies from you know elementary school and middle school his name is grant anderson i think he plays uh hockey at omaha now he's a stud but he used to like put some boards up in his backyard during the winter you know and obviously it gets so cold he'd flood it and then he would have his own little ice rink back there for the whole and he would keep really good care of it, and so we'd go back there sometimes and play. And but ne- I never played on an organization or or you know or anything like that. All right. Well, but yeah, played a little bit. It's fun. That I think that's kind of sick. I mean, if you had to ask me, I just now I wouldn't say I just got into hockey. We used to go to hockey games when we lived in Missouri. Um, but no, I've recently. Got into fell into the love of hockey, and I I think I yeah. when I was in high I I said if I could learn how to actually like skate like forward and backward like good I would have played hockey yeah. but you know I I just never can understand how to skate backwards and somebody yeah the big is they say it's just like skating forward no it's not I'm going backwards it's not <laughs> no it's way harder. And the big thing for me was stopping instead, you know, how people like, like if they're skating forward, they like go sideways yeah. and like stop. I would skate forward and then just drag my back foot. <laughs> so just, just, you know, blow up the ice a little bit, but you know, that's the only way I knew how to stop. I felt like I was going to break my ankles if I tried to stop <laughs> like how you're supposed to just roll over. All right. So we're going to, we're going to kind of get, uh, not too seriously, um, but um, a little bit of serious. Um, so who was your biggest influence or supporter um, in becoming a baseball player? Yeah, uh, definitely my dad. Um, he played uh, in college, high school and college and had an opportunity to go professionally, but then he didn't. Uh, but anyways, he uh, – he was definitely my biggest, has always been my big supporter. Um, through, you know, I've 
I've had some adversity through college, especially. Um, and he's always, you know, been the first one to believe in me and, and, uh, and, uh, and like, you know, he's seen me grow up and, you know, do this whole thing. And so, yeah, my, my dad's been there, been there through, uh, through it all. And he still is there. So it's, uh, and, he, and he's put a lot of effort into it and not only financially, but just, um, you know, emotionally and, and, and you know, help, helping me become, you know, mindset wise and, and then just, and everything on the field. He's been a huge, huge influence on my game. That's awesome. So, um, can you tell us your favorite baseball moment? And this can either be at Tennessee or at Missouri. Um, your favorite baseball moment. Yeah. I, uh, I think it would be this January when I first came back from and through live again to our hitters and, uh, man, because there, there was a while there, you know, that just, you know, I had some setbacks and having, having a broken elbow and trying to throw on it is pretty painful. And so there is some times where I was like, man, like, will I ever get back up to, you know, what, what I, I could have before my injury or anything. Um, and, you know, it, it was just a little bit tough and, you know, tried to, not tried to hide it, but just tried to, um, you know, power through like those emotions and just trust that, you know, God had a plan for me and through all this and. So being able to go and then throw those, I think I threw two innings right away when I got back, um, but was awesome. And you know, just anyway, it was uh, it was great feeling. You know, mom feeling good, and so yeah, just just being able to come back and and see the other side of that injury was was amazing. You know, still continuing to build and gain arm strength and. You know, just, just just my field back, but just just having that first time back on the mound was probably my my favorite baseball moment in my life. Well, um, so when you think about um, the years that you've been here, um, what do you want your legacy to be when you leave Tennessee? Yeah, I wanna I want guys to know that I'm always in their corner. Um, you know, first and foremost, just the relationships. I think that's a big part of why I play baseball. And, you know, I, I feel like sometimes I can get intense. Um, but, you know, I, just knowing, I hope, I hope every single one of my teammates knows that I'll be there for them throughout, you know, if they're playing baseball or not. Um, and just, just being a friend there. And then, uh, also just, just having that intense need and wanting to win and compete, um, in everything that we do. And then obviously wanting to, you know, you know, push and, and compete on the field and just help others be, you know, compete too. And so that would be, that would be more on, on the baseball side of things and what I'd want my legacy to be wanting to win. Agreed. Um, so with all the guys that you played with 
um, at Missouri, um, and then all the guys that you played with last year and this year, um, what teammate would you pay to go watch? Say they can't get you a ticket uh, and you were already in the same city they were in, what teammate would you pay to watch? Mm. Like that's still playing right now? Sure. Yeah. Um, I'll just keep it here at Tennessee. Uh, I'll go with Blade Tidwell just because, you know, he, you know, he had that injury too uh, last year, a little bit at the beginning of the season. So we're, we're working back together a lot and we push each other, uh, you know, with our rehab and then, you know, freaking in ping pong too and whatever. And then we're just kind of buddies that way. And so I just felt like, um, yeah, he was, we were just going through that together a little bit. So I, yeah, I'd, I'd go pay and watch, watch Titty, Titty go throw, throw some, uh, some innings. So, um, you already said that, um, your dad was your biggest influencer and supporter. Who would you say your hero is? Um, my hero, Jesus, <laughs> that's my hero. I mean, that that's, that's why I'm here and, you know, all, you know, all glory to God. And, and, uh, I mean, that's my hero is definitely Jesus. And so you, you say that, um, and everybody has a passion um, on on the field and off the field. Um, but if you could solve one or two world problems, what would they be and why? Yeah. Um, one or two world problems. I think – I think there's a big divide and – Instead of, you know, seeing, seeing from a, you know, a, a physical standpoint or, you know, um, financial standpoint or whatever, just see everybody as humans and loving on each other um, instead of, you know, it from like a, like a physical standpoint or whatever, what you look like, how much money you got or whatever it may be, instead of that divide. Uh, between the human race, I just just be loving on each other because you know you got a heart and I got a heart, and whatever. So, um, we're here at the last question. Um, talk to us a little bit, um, maybe about and we both can talk about this. Um, but what was it? Talk to us a little about last weekend, um, playing against Gonzaga and then talk to us about um, the midweek um, against Boston College. Tell us a little, talk to us a little about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, against Gonzaga. It was fun. Um, Mom was feeling good. Uh, I was the biggest difference was um, just competing inside the zone. Um, 
and yeah, against Gonzaga, I think my strike percentage was like 77 and, you know, against some soft contact and, uh, then I got a couple K's. Uh, I think there was, there was one ball that fell like in between four guys and, I, and it was really like a tough ball to catch. Like not, not saying that anybody should have caught it. Uh, not saying anybody shouldn't have caught it, but you know, it, it'd have been a tough, it'd have been a tough play. Uh, it really did fall in between. Four, I think it was center field, right field, second base, and shortstop. The ball just kind of fell, and it just that perfect place. And he got a double out of it. And uh, but yeah, uh, you know that's just baseball. And then ended up, you know, going. Uh, nobody scored against me on Gonzaga. And then you know here against Boston College this past week. Uh, biggest thing for me was just throwing strikes and uh you know i've that was actually that first because i walked two guys against boston college and that was actually the first guy that i had thrown four balls to all year because i had one walk in arizona but it was uh i had a pitch clock violation so that counted as a ball but for me that's what i was most uh you know frustrated about because you know you're gonna let up solos and solos aren't gonna kill you but if you know if you give guys free passes, hitters are too good. Uh, I mean, both of those teams are solid, and hitters are too good that if you give them free bases, they're going to score. So uh, I think that the biggest thing for me was just getting that first, getting that first strike, and then building on top of that. Yeah, I think I think the both teams that we played, um, Gonzaga and then Boston College, they're they're pretty good. Um, um, I mean, you look at you look at Gonzaga's numbers. Uh, they may not be the best on paper, um, but when they get in between the lines, it's it's different. And I think I think that that team might be. I say it now, they might be a regional team, um, just because of the way that they can swing. Um, they got yeah, a lot they, of guys. They got a lot of guys in the lineup that can lead the yard in a minute. Um, and they, one of them really showed that he could do it. Um, but granted, he was the. Uh, Juco player of the year last year. Um, yeah, what he hit, so. hit three against us? Four. He hit three Four. on Sunday and one on yeah, Friday. That's, that's a heck of a weekend right there. Boston College, um, you know, they they proved um, that they were good. Um, they may not look like it on paper also, but um, that's, that's also going to be a regional team. Um, so, you know, just being able to play these teams – Early in the year, uh, gets us a little taste, um, a little sour taste in our mouth. You know, just even though we beat Gonzaga and lost to Boston College, but it gives us that taste in our mouth where it's like, okay, we got to start kind of figuring it out um, before we get to SEC play, which is next weekend. Um, and then once you go there, it's just you better have it all hooked up or not. You're going to figure it out in a day. So, um, you know, V likes to mention it's who's going to bounce back the hardest. Um, who's going to be ready to play the next day and stuff like that? Um, but no, I think I think it'll be it'll be a sight to see what we what we got this weekend um, playing Morehead State. Yeah, I think like like Kirby said, getting that sour mouth, getting that you know that punch in the face a little bit early, and uh, learning how to bounce back um, early in the season will will be helpful in the long run. You know, it, it, like I'm just excited to see how we all. Uh, come come together here on Moorhead uh, this weekend. So I'm excited. 
Halby, I want to say thank you for getting on here um, and sharing with us um, your your career and uh, letting us get to know you a little bit more and um, opening up about your life. Um, just want to say thank you for getting on here. Yeah, man. I was pumped up when you asked me. I've seen a bunch of guys come in here, and, and I was excited to get on here. Oh, yeah. Well, I hope you have enjoyed Stash Talk. Um, we'll have a new episode next week. I uh, can't wait to see you. Three, two, one.